Blog Talk Radio. D-backs pitching prospect Matt Tabor joins the show to take questions about his time with the Diamondbacks and baseball in general. We will also discuss how baseball's economy does not have a problem and is growing as compared to other leagues like the NFL, NHL, and why that is. Hello, Diamondback Nation. Welcome back to the Rattle Up Podcast. I'm your co-host, Blake, and I am joined here by my co-host, Chris. We got a very uh, special episode planned here today. We're going to be having an interview with uh, D-backs number 10 prospect, right-handed pitcher Matt Tabor. Uh, Real quick, if you would like to call into the show at a later point, um, the the number there is 845-277-9345. Again, 845-277. Two seven seven nine three four five, and if you would like to get some cheap spring training tickets, you can use uh, the code BPN ten on on Stubyard. Again, that is BPN ten on Stubyard. You can get ten percent off. And uh, Matt Tabor, he's uh, he's ready to go here, so we're gonna bring him on. How's it going, Matt? Good, Matt. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's the uh, how's the off season treating you? It's been awesome, man. I've been uh, been up in Massachusetts at my house, been able to see the family. It's been good. That's that's great. Yeah, so we're just going to be asking you uh, just some questions here, and uh, me and Chris are going to alternate, and Chris is going to start it off. Um, hey, hey, just, uh, the first question we had for you was uh, if you were always a pitcher throughout high school and throughout your career before you got drafted. Uh, no, man, I was a shortstop uh, up until my sophomore year of high school, and I transferred schools over to Milton Academy. Um, it's a private school kind of around me, and I uh, became a pitcher there, and uh, you know, with the help of Coach Patrick and Jeff Natale there, uh, that's pretty much how I switched over and from then uh, then on. So, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, just, uh, as uh, growing up in Massachusetts, I'm guessing you were a Red Sox fan, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, what was your favorite? Who were some of your favorite players when you as you were growing up? And kind of talk about how you mimic their game and and how you implement that into your game. Uh, let's see, man. I mean, growing up, I always loved Nomar. Uh, you know, that was back when I was oh, yeah. a good shooter. Um, he, he's probably my all-time favorite. But, you know, guys like Jonathan Papelbon, um, you know, some of those electric closures they had, uh, you know, just, just how just how much they care, uh, you know, I try, I try to bring that into my game. Um, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Just their compete level was pretty cool. So it was cool to see. And that's something I hope to do one day. So. Yeah, Nomar was a, Nomar was a, a, a legend back in the day. And then our yeah, next was, question. Sure. Yeah, and then our uh, next question for you is, uh, I'm, is how different like pro ball is the atmosphere after you were drafted when you were playing? How the atmosphere was different compared to how you were how it was in high school? Uh I mean, I mean, man, I, I honestly don't treat it any different. It's still the same game. Um, you know what I mean? I have a bunch of a bunch of really close friends around me, and you know, a great team. And we're still trying to win win baseball games at whatever level we're at. So that's kind of the focus we have. And you know, I've, I've made some really good friends and really good connections that you know are going to last a lifetime. And I'm happy for that. So it's been good. High school, high school pro ball, everything's been good. Smooth transition. So mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, 
first, so when you were first drafted by the D-backs, and um, what was your initial reaction, you know, being drafted? It was awesome, man. I mean, it was definitely a goal uh, of mine, and I achieved it. And, you know, it was just, just the start now, um, you know. Like I said, it's still the same game. Uh, I don't want to overcomplicate. You know, I'm just going to go out there and play, um, be myself. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, and uh, one more we had for you was uh, how have the coaches in the Diamondbacks organization affected you, and how have they helped you differently than other coaches you have had? Man, I mean, some of the coaches with, with, uh, with the D-backs are some of the best coaches I've ever had. I mean, a few names off the top of my head are – uh, Shane Lukes, uh, he was a pitcher with the Angels. Um, you know, me and him have got grown pretty close, uh, you know, through extended spring training and everything last year. Uh, he was in Missoula last year, so I didn't get to spend the summer with him. But, uh, but man, that, that guy's awesome. He's, he's helped me so much, and, uh, you know, on the field and off the field. You know, he, he's a big resource for me. Um, Jeff Baginero, too. Uh, you know, I worked with him a little bit in spring training and at the mini camps this offseason. Um, all those guys, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think our, uh, our ideals align pretty well. Um, we all get along and we bounce ideas off each other and, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going into 2019, what are just some of your general goals, um, just as a player or, you know, what, what are, what are some things that you want to work on? Uh, I mean, I, I try to let, you know, performance take care of itself. I don't, I don't really think about that, but you know, my, one my main goal going into every year is just to make every start and stay healthy and do everything I possibly can to, you know, stay on the field because, you know, that's extremely important to me. And, you know, I mean, we, we want to go win. We want to go win as much as we can. I know it's kind of sometimes in the minor leagues, it's not about winning, but, uh, you know, everything's about winning for me. So, and I, and I can say that for a bunch of other guys around me. So we're going to try and win. We're going to try to be the best we can. Yeah. So you don't Great. have any uh, specific goals. You're just kind of focusing on, on just, you know, just doing what you can to win the game and, and just, you know, trying to be better as a player. Yeah, man, just making every start, uh, you know, to continue to develop my pitches and, you know, throw strikes and, uh, you know, let, let, let my defense behind me take care of me and, uh, you know, good things will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, I was wondering what's like your favorite thing to do like, that's not like baseball related in the off season or when you have free time during the season, what's your favorite thing to do? I mean, it depends where I am, man. If I'm out in Arizona, uh, you know, me and me and a few of my buddies, Harrison Francis and uh buddy Kennedy, you know, we'll go golfing pretty much every day. Um, and then when I'm back home, you know, a few of my good friends, we, we got to go uh, ice skating, you know, play play pond hockey a little bit, um, do some of that stuff. But, you know, pretty much my whole life is sports. It's all I kind of do. So, mm-hmm. Have uh, you ever been to Golf in Arizona? Yeah, I go there all the time. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I go there a lot too. It's 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 really fun, yeah. It's it's more – it's a really uh, – it makes golf very social, and, you know. Yeah. For like sure, it. for sure. So next question we have for you is during the off season, what's your, what's your workout regimen, you know, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep? Like what, what is the, what, what's that plan like kind of looking like for you? Uh, so usually I head over to throw, uh, my North facility, Northeast baseball, at like nine thirty. Um, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll do my long toss. Um, the other days I'll just kind of play some like catch and I'll be starting up some bullpens. Uh, the next couple of weeks to get ready. Um, and after that, I'll head over to my uh, strength training place and I'll, I'll get my lift on there. And then, uh, you know, pretty much have the rest of the day to, you know, do as I please, uh, maybe play some golf, play some hockey, whatever, whatever I want to do. So. So our next question we had for you is over the off season, uh, what do you think your best pitch is and which one do you, are you looking to improve the most for the next season? 
Uh, you know, I've had some really good success in my changeup. Uh, I'm really confident in that pitch, and uh, you know, it's, it's been good for me. And uh, same with my fastball. I was able to get a lot of outs on the ground last year, uh, which is which is big for me. Um, just continuing to develop my slider. I think that's 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 definitely the pitch that kind of lacks behind. But I think I've made some good progress uh, so far with this off season, and uh, I'm looking forward to using it in spring training and see how, see how it fares against opposing hitters. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being in the minors. Um... You played for uh, Hillsborough last year, and uh, what, so what was just the best moment that you had, just best you know experience that you had in the minors like last year? I mean, man, we had uh, you know at one point I think we had you know seven walk off wins uh, with you know Jorge Perez, our right fielder. He had like five of them. Um, so you know, bottom of the ninth inning at home in front of our fans, kind of running on the field with Jorge and covering him in Gatorade and baby powder. That that was that was pretty awesome. I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, how how are you liking uh, Hillsborough just in general? You know, the uh, I I was actually I was born in in Oregon, Oregon, and I you know I'm familiar with that area. So like, how how has it treated you? It's uh it's been good, man. I mean, uh, I loved it up there. I was I was there for a short time, you know, like two and a half months. But uh, my host family, the Schoolcrafts, they were incredible. Uh, they took me in with open arms, and you know, cruising jet. Uh, you know, their their little two sons are. You know, they're competitors, and they uh, all they want to do is play baseball, which is awesome. It's good to see uh, continue to grow the game and stuff. But, you know, the fans were great there. Uh, the coaching staff was great there. And stadium, everything, man. I, I have no complaints. I loved it there. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen that you're mainly a starter, but I was wondering what, what do you like more? Do you like uh, do you prefer starting or relieving? Ah, uh, man, well, whatever helps the team. Uh, you know, I, I don't really care. You know, I love to be on the field. I love to be in clutch situations. Um, but whatever helps the team, man, whatever whatever the manager tells me to do, I'm going to go do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so we're just going to go off with some uh, some rapid-fire questions here. Uh, so we're just going to start off. What's your favorite movie? Step Brothers. All right, favorite, fav- favorite food? Lobster roll and clam chowder. Oh, the Massachusetts uh, special. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your non what's your favorite non baseball team? Non baseball team? Probably the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. Yeah, the how many consecutive Super Bowls have they made? Is that like what is that is that a I think they made it three now, uh, right? Man, it's, it's gotta be some sort of record. Yeah. It's it's they yeah. they have the one of the best dynasties in 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 the NFL history. Um what's your sports history? Yeah. Mhm. And then uh what's your favorite non-baseball sport either or both to watch and to play? Uh probably golf. Definitely golf, man. I love watching golf. I love I love golf. <laughs> yeah. I do. I'm, I that's actually um pretty much the only sport I play is is, is golf and it's it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never golfed before. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it's a uh, it, it it's it's fun and frustrating at the same time, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. Okay, and then um, when when you were growing up in Massachusetts, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh man, growing up, I, I had no idea, man. I I I, I mean, obviously now I want to be be a big leaguer, but uh, whatever life takes me, man, let's kind of stay in the moment. Mhm. So did you did you play did you uh, play any other sports in high school and just in uh, just um, you know elementary school in general like um, just besides baseball? Yeah, man, I pretty much played everything. I mean, I played some intramural soccer for a bit there. I played some football. I uh, played basketball. Played baseball. 
pretty much stopped from all my junior year just play baseball. But yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Mhm. All right. Well, uh, Matt, I want to thank you for joining the show. Um, uh, it, it, you know, th- thank you, thank you for coming on, and thank you for a- a- answering our questions. Uh, good luck to you in 2019. I, I hope you, you succeed, and hopefully, we'll see you in Arizona uh, here at Chase Field pretty soon. Yeah, yeah man. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Good luck, and I uh, hope that we could have you on another time, maybe in a year or two. Sure, man. Let me know. Thank you. All right. Big thank you to Matt Tabor for joining the show, D-back number 10 prospect. Again, if you if you would like to call in now, the number is 845-277-9345. Uh, right here uh, for this rest of the segment, we're going to be talking about A.J. Pollock and his signing with the Dodgers. Um, I believe it was a, a four-year, $60 million deal, or is that five years? Um, no, I think it was it was four years, 48. I think that's what it is. So it's totally two million a year, and he looks like he's going to be playing center field every day for the Dodgers as, as they are kind of lacking some right-handed bats and and he he's uh he slides in very well what do you think chris well it, it stinks to see him go to go but it, it really stinks to see him go to the dodgers of all teams and uh he got paid a lot of money that for uh, the amount of years he wanted and I, I i don't think many teams were willing to give him that much and i uh think that with the pollock signings that means that the dodgers are pretty much out on harper and I think that the D-backs now, they, we already knew Pollock was probably going to go, but now they definitely need to do something over the rest of the offseason. Yeah, it, well, it seems like that. Uh, I think Mike Kaysen has already said that Cattell Marte is going to be playing center field, and he's also said that Wilmer, Wilmer Flores is going to be the second baseman. Um, but, you know, obviously with injury, that could change. And, I I mean, th- I think I would like to see them acquire just another backup outfielder, you know, just to have some depth in there. But, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think you touched on a good point there. The reason why – uh, a lot of teams wouldn't want to pay Pollock uh, $2 million a year is because he hasn't, he hasn't really played in that many games. You know, 2015, you know, he was 14th in MVP voting. He was, a, he was I think he was actually the ESPN fantasy um, MVP, and he, he, he was just such a good player. He was an all-star. He was a cool glover, but 2016 only played in 12 games. 2017, uh, only one in 12, and 2018, only 20, uh, 113. You know, he's just been having that injury bug. And if you're not on the field, you're, uh, you're not playing. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. If he wasn't such a strong player when he was on the field, he I, I definitely don't think he would have gotten the money he got. But his stats are good when he's playing. So if he if he's able to play the whole season, the, most teams were hoping he could uh, he would be his self himself the whole season. But I don't think anybody wanted him that much. Yeah, because they were too afraid of the injury risk. Yeah, if you could get a full season out of AJ Pollock, I mean, he's one of the best two-way players in baseball. He I mean he's pretty much a five-tool player. So yeah. Well, anyway, we're gonna take it to an ad there and then go into our next segment. Again, if you want to call in, that is eight four five two seven seven nine three four five. Hey guys, this is Benson from Baku Booth, also producer here on this show. I just want to make sure you tune into a very special episode this Saturday. It's going to be at 8 a.m. We're going to be live from Pirates Fest at PNC Park. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, head down to PNC Park. We're going to be in the parking lot right across the stadium broadcasting live. It's going to be a three-hour special episode. We're going to have Dunkin' Donuts there, a couple dozen donuts. We're going to have some coffee. So come by, check us out. If you if you can listen live, though, we're going to be talking 2018 recap of the season. We're going to go through the entire season um, and recap that. 
and we're going to do a 2018 awards. We're going to look at the offseason so far, the moves that have been made, and analyze those. And then we're going to look forward to 2019 and make our predictions for the 2019 roster and how that will shape up as long as our record in division plus World Series predictions. You don't want to miss it. PNC Park, Buckley Booth, 8 to 11 a.m. this Saturday. We'll All right, welcome back to the show. We're going to be going into our second segment here, which is pretty much talking about baseball economy. Uh, baseball's economy and you know er, uh, there's kind of just been a you know just a widely accepted stereotype that baseball is kind of on its way out and it's an old people sport um you know but uh n- numbers would say otherwise and and compared to other leagues i think the mlb is actually trending up uh chris what are your uh what are your thoughts on this and the uh i was trying to find a tweet that I saw a few months back and uh, I, I couldn't find it, but I remember it said that the MLB made a record amount of money, even adjusted for inflation and things like that, and that the MLB really isn't going down in popularity. They're still making a lot of money and they don't really have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to bring on a caller here. This is Matthew from Surprise, and he wants to talk about AJ Pollock. How's it going, Matthew? Good. How are you guys? Hey, Matthew. What's up? Um. Yeah. You were in. Oh no. You, you're, go ahead. Yeah. I've been. I'm watching MLB tonight right now, and they just started talking about Paul Goldschmidt, and I mentioned uh, Pollock going to the Dodgers and a couple of other assets such as Harper and Machado. Who do you think is going to get those two? Like Harper and Machado, since they're on free agency. Whoa. Obviously, Harper's not going to the Dodgers anymore. I think it's they made it clear that they want to stay under the salary cap. Honestly, I honest, I Harper's probably going to be going to the Phillies, uh, unless you know the White Sox offer him more money. But it seems like the White Sox are more in on Machado than anything else. Mm-hmm. I I think either both of them are going to the Phillies, or one of them's going to the White Sox and one of them's going to the Phillies. I don't really see any other teams unless maybe the Nationals that they want to throw a bunch of money at Harper, but. Yeah, I definitely see it's either the White Sox or the Phillies. Yeah, yeah I pretty I much agree with I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I definitely think Machado is going to the White Sox. They've been making moves to try and get him, and uh, the Phillies have obviously been all in on uh, Harper, and I don't think there's – I haven't seen reports about anywhere else that it was likely he would be going. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure um, Harper was offered a 10-year, $350 million contract from the um, from the Nationals, but if we look at the Nationals right now, I mean, if just looking at, I, I don't, I mean, obviously they have enough outfield depth. Um, they have obviously Juan Soto in in left field. They have Michael Taylor, who has proved to be, you know, a pretty much an everyday or at least a mostly everyday uh, center fielder. And they also have Adam Eaton, who's a very solid player. I, I mean, it's uh-huh. not like they have a glaring hole. And they also have Victor Robles, who they obviously want to, they want to be playing and want to be, you know, they want him to develop. So, you know, I don't think the Nationals yeah. are, are really going to sign him um, because they already have, you know, four outfielders that could be playing every day, plus some other guys like Andrew Stevenson, you know. Um, so uh, I don't think that – I'm pretty sure it's either – it's Harper, I think, is most likely going to the Phillies. And, I, and you know, Machado, there's been some talks with mystery teams, you know, Pirates and, and Padres, you know, but I – I highly doubt, you know, they're going to any of those teams because, um, you know, I don't think Machado would, or Harper would want to go to San Diego. 
I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Seeing as like we've given up Goldschmidt to the Cardinals for a trade, and we've given up um, Pollock on free agency, and I've been hearing like Granky might be going too at some point. Like, are we? Do you think the Diamondbacks are rebuilding, or they trying to make space, or what? Here. I think they're just trying to retool to get ready for a playoff and a championship run. I saw Tori Lovello said something about how it's not a rebuild and how they're just trying to, like, rebuild up the team until, like, change a few things, small things, just so they get better. And uh, I, I definitely don't think they're going into a rebuild. Yeah, because if we look at it, the Diamondbacks right now, I don't – I mean, I, I think uh, they're waiting till some of their better prospects come up. You know, Jazz Chisholm, John Duplantier, Taylor Widener, you know, those top three guys. I think they're going to wait till they start. Wait, what? Yeah, Matt Tabor, who's Matt just Tabor. on the show. Yeah. Yep, number, number 10 prospect, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I think they're waiting till some of those guys come up. And, and I don't think they're going to trade Granky. I mean, I don't see them really needing to clear up space. The Dimebacks, they're making money, and I don't, they're, they would, I don't think they would just trade an ace just to clear up money. And I don't really think any teams would want him anyway, so – I I don't th- I definitely don't think they're they're rebuilding as, as much because the team is still m- pretty much the same except for Goldie Corbin and Pollock but um yeah I think they're just they're just retooling and kind of just I think you're gonna enter a little bit of mediocrity for a couple of years here and then they're gonna hit it hard once all their prospects are ready yeah yeah once they have all their prospects up then they should be ready to go for sure mm-hmm. and also if you the Frisian classes in you know, in uh, 2020 and 2021, there, I mean, I think there's one, one that has, I think it has Lindor, Story, um, Bogart. There's a, like a, there's a lot of good players there. So if they could maybe add one good star in free agency, you know, they could be ready to go. Um, so it looks like, honestly, I, I could see that the, you know, the D-backs and the Padres, you know, 2021, 20, 2022, you know, them being near the top of, of the league and st- or being in the top of the division and teams like, um, I mean, I, th- I still think the Rockies will be good, but, you know. Yeah, I think that'll be probably our closest competition is going to be the Rockies. Yeah. Um, but Padres yeah, have such a good farm system. They're definitely going to be a com- competitor in a few years. Yeah, I would say. Oh, yeah. 100%. It, I, they're going to be a decent team this year, but I think next year is – I think you're going to crack on the playoffs, and uh, and, and maybe, in, you know, in five years they're going to be, you know, a, a, a constant, you know, like uh, – they're going to be in the NLCS a lot, and they're going to, you know, if not in the World Series, you know, they're at least be making playoff runs. Mhm. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Matt? Um, man, there's a lot in like going base, going in baseball right now. It's kind of hard to think of just one, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, Nick Madrigal getting drafted to the White Sox. I thought he was going to be like a bit of a higher pick because he was one of the top players for Oregon state. Yeah. Um, he, he, uh, yeah, I think, I think he's going to be pretty good. That's another team that's going to be pretty good in the future. The white Sox, they have a lot of good prospects. Um, and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they'll make the AF central, uh, less of a dumpster fire, you know, in the future, especially if they get uh, Machado or anyone like that. Yeah. If they get Machado, yeah. they're definitely going to be good. All right. Well, they, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, no, if they were to play um, Madrigal and Machado, boy, that would be that lineup. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you a Are you a big Oregon State fan? 
Um, I actually went to the uh, college baseball classic a while back, and uh, my uncle was a big Oregon State beaver, so he kind of got me into college baseball a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State's one of the top teams. Actually, I think someone from my high school is committed to go there. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Well, yeah. uh, Matt, thank you for uh, jo- thank you for joining joining the show. Um, yeah, thank again, you. If you want to call, call in, that is 845-277-9345. Thank you for calling in, Matt. All right, back into the topic for the segment, talking about baseball's economy. So, I mean, if we just look at it, uh, baseball, the numbers are growing. I know there was a little bit of an, of an attendance problem last year, but, I mean, you have so many teams. If I can just find the list again. Yeah, so Yankees, I think they're worth, what, like um, it's like $4 billion or something like that? Yeah, they're, they're way ahead in the terms yeah. of how much a team's worth. Yeah, but you know um, the Yankees are worth four billion, and then there's the teams teams like the Dodgers, Cubs, Giants, Red Sox. Those are all worth around three billion, and and I think the Yankees they think they gained about six hundred million dollars in revenue last year. So I and and just I think baseball's rising up in just social media popularity um, as well. So I just looking at the numbers, and um, I think I don't think baseball is you know I don't think baseball is like is fading out. I think if anything that sports like the NFL or, or leagues like the NFL are, are in the decline. Well, I, I definitely don't think the NFL is dying out if that's what you meant, but, uh, not, yeah, not dying out, but like, you know, well, uh, I saw that Odell Beckham Jr. got a almost $70 million contract, which is, I'm pretty sure that was the most for any wide receiver. And I also saw Chris Davis made the most, made as much as that. So that's, an, that's another thing that's, like pretty obvious that there's definitely no problem in the MLB and uh play average salaries are going up and there I definitely don't think that we have anything to worry about. Well yeah, but also you have to take into the fact that the NFL has twice the roster size of an MLB team and I just think it just injuries more prevalent in the NFL and the people don't get paid as much, but yeah. Um true, but it's still like it's so it's a surprising yeah. thing to see. Yeah, I, I, yeah, baseball, baseball, um, is yeah. There's definitely a lot of money involved there. Um, yeah, so I definitely don't think it. It doesn't seem you know that baseball is on the decline. It, it obviously it's still not getting a lot of you know coverage from, from you know, you know from from uh from television networks like ESPN and everything. But um, it's, it's yeah. I think it's ESPN has NBA tonight every single night. Yeah. But in, during the season, they'll rather talk about uh, anything re- le- related to LeBron or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, um, how much time do we have left? About thirty seconds, I think, right here. I I don't. I think we have about a minute. Okay. Well. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Even the the attendance problems last year, there were it was definitely prevalent. I think all like, two thirds of the teams actually dropped in attendance numbers. But I think there's a lot more uh, factors that were due to that. Um, you know, I think it was just like the, trading you know, the entire team. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I, I um, even the, the I think the Diamondbacks were actually one of the only teams that had an, an attendance increase, and that's just and and uh, you know it, I think that it's just that. Another thing is with with the MLB, if they have 162 games, they have that's 10 times more than the NFL. I think about three times more than the NHL and two times more than the NBA. So they definitely NHL have and NBA more. have the same amount of games. Yeah. Oh, they have the same amount. Yeah, I thought it was like 50 or something, but yeah. 
So pretty much, yeah, MLB, they can sell more tickets. I think that people buy more concessions at the games. And uh, oh, I think, yeah, I think they, they have more, you know, coverage and more content that they can, that they can turn a profit into. Yeah, there's definitely a, uh, with 81 teams, with 81 home games to go to, 81 opportunities to get down to the stadium, you're, there's going to be a lot less people at each game than when there's only eight opportunities to see the game at home. So, yeah, that, that's definitely why they don't have as many people at yeah. each game. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, I think it's going to wrap up the show here. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Matt Tabor, again, uh, for joining in the show. And thank you, Matt, uh, Matthew from Surprise, for calling in, uh, talking about Pollock. Um, yeah, so everyone have a good night, have a good Friday, have a good weekend. See you later. Rattle Up is produced by Benson Fetcher. Rattle Up is a Baseball Podcast Network production. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Chris Sumner at Chris underscore Sumner 710, and Blake Warner at Everything D-backs. Be sure to give the Baseball Podcast Network a follow on all our social media platforms as well. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D. CAS1, SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network, and YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.